Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the You Are Not Too Busy podcast. My name is Noam Rader, and I'm your host, and I'm so happy that you're here. I'm really excited about today's episode, and I know you guys will be as well. I got to record in person with today's guest, which was so refreshing and definitely something I want to prioritize in the coming year. I mean, the virtual world has so many benefits to it, and it allows you to connect with so many people who are further away from you or unable to meet in person or whatever it might be, and just so many opportunities. But really, it will never replace real in-person human connection. And that was just a good reminder of that. But we'll keep today's intro short and sweet because we have quite a bit of a guest conversation today. We went a little bit off topic, but I hope you guys love it. It hopefully just feels like catching up with your friends on FaceTime. Um, That's always the goal. I want to keep things casual and candid and just real life conversation and talking about things that I think a lot of us are experiencing in our 20s. So let's just jump right into it. Today's guest is Isabel Huygens, who is a content creator on Instagram and TikTok, but she's also a past slash current pharmacy student. And we get into all of that and what that means and what it's like changing your mind and changing your career and just reinventing yourself, even in your 20s, even when you're already an adult, you can still change your mind. It's okay. You can't. It's your life. But we'll get into all of that. Let's just jump right into it, and I'll see you on the other side. All right, everybody, welcome Isabel Hikins to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, hello, hello, check one, two. Um, I'm really excited because we're recording this in person, which I've only recorded a few others in person, and it's always like a bit of a different experience. I hope the audio is still good. You guys can let me know. Um, but yeah, before we jump in, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I like to call it like the elevator pitch. So like two minutes, who are you? What do you do? What can we learn from you? Okay, I am a content creator in kind of like the food fashion space. I used to be basically like just fashion, but I've always been like such a foodie at heart. So then I started doing a little more food content and then people ended up really liking the food content. So now I feel like I'm about 50-50 on my platforms, but I'm also sort of an ex, sort of a current pharmacy student. Um, I studied pharmacy like a PharmD, but then I've deferred for a year to do content creation. Might go back, might not go back. Well, We'll see. We'll see the, where the world takes us. We'll get into all of it. It's we'll a, yeah, it. it's a later problem. <laughs> okay. And I like to ask a lot of my guests before we jump in, what's your Myers-Briggs personality type or your Zodiac sign, kind of whichever one you relate to, to get to know you a little bit better kind of as a person outside of our labels, et cetera. I feel like I fall into my all those things like so easily like I am type a Virgo like to the definition and then I'm also Capricorn mood so you know we repress our emotions a little bit and then I also have a Gemini rising so like when you first meet me I might be like a little so more social than you would think like I can kind of be more chatty but then like you kind of go back that layer and I'm much more introverted which leads into Myers-Briggs I am INTJ so introverted I forget what N means uh, intuitive it's like in. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Intuitive. And then <laughs> judging. I am thinking judging. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Did you relate to that one? Oh, well? yeah. Like a lot. <laughs> like What's a lot. the name for that one? You know, they have like a label. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think she's curious. purple. I think it's like a purple oh, I don't know. woman. I think I mean, mine's like actually one of the most You're common. You're the architect. Oh, that's interesting. 
Oh, okay. Should I was right read, there. Should we read a little, a little Sure, blur? give me a little synopsis of who I am. An architect is a person with introverted, intuitive thinking, judging, personality traits. These thoughtful tacticians, ooh, that's a cool word, okay. love perfecting the details of life, applying creativity and rationality to everything they do. Their inner world is often a private, complex one. Do you relate to that? I'd say so. Yeah, I think that's, okay, that's cool. pretty mean. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like your um, zodiac signs, I definitely see that. I have so yeah. many Virgos in my life. Like, literally, I love, I love a Virgo. Everyone I know is either a Gemini or a Virgo. I'm really? a Gemini. My mom's um, a Gemini. Really? Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know what? I, because my boyfriend's a Virgo, and I remember looking mm. up um, when we like were just talking, weren't even dating yet, and I like looked up our compatibility. I did that like, too. Of course, we all do. <laughs> yeah. And it's awful. It's no, like, mine too. No, mine's a Virgo and Aquarius, and it's literally like you'll either be like a perfect match or it's going to be like, Hell. No, my dress is be awful. Off. It's like, do not date this person. This will never work because Virgos, I guess, are more so like type A and mm-hmm. like perfectionists and Geminis are like all over the place, mm-hmm. chaotic. But I feel like when you add in like the moon and the rising and all of that, yeah. like, it, all, it all comes together. Um, and my my Myers-Briggs is similar. Mine's E and F, J. So oh, it's okay. just like E and then F which is extroverted and then feeling, feeling. feeling but yeah. I love Myers-Briggs personality type. I know I literally do it like all the time I feel like I do it like twice a year and I'm always again. yeah I'm always like am I still the same as like yeah yeah no you haven't changed I'm like right one time mine changed from ENFJ to ENTJ mm-hmm. and like that one it was because I'm always like 48 52 Clo- kind of hovering like around thinking feeling and when it changes to thinking though and you're like I guess extroverted mm-hmm. it becomes the commander which is like kind of sounds awful like, yeah sound like, like really bossy people yeah. and I'm like I don't like that so I did it again and then we put f again and then just keep sure, doing it till you get like, the, the thing you want yeah yeah like they're leaders but they're led by like purpose and compassion rather than like rules anyways we can get into the rest of the podcast <laughs> episode so um, let's kind of start by talking about content creation and how did you get into this? You've grown such a big platform so quickly and such create, create such amazing content kind of consistently. Like how did this kind of pull out? Did you always want to be a content creator? Tell me a little bit about it. I feel like this is so funny because it's literally because of your sister's course. Oh, right. Yeah. I totally <laughs> yeah. Like um, okay. yeah but it was now. literally like peak, not peak COVID. This was in 2022, whenever your sister launched her course. 2020 of not 2020 2021 um like january or something and all my friends had gone back to their like university towns and stuff but i wasn't locked into a lease so i was like okay it makes no sense for me to go back to my university town but then i was literally like stuck at home with my mom who like i love but there was literally nobody my own age around me like i had no friends and i was like i literally like don't have anyone to talk to so you know what we're just gonna give this little this little social media thing a whirl and i'm very much like a planner and then that's when I saw like the course come in. it was like ways to monetize social media I was like you know what if I'm gonna do this I'm just gonna like really try to do this so I like bought it learn how to monetize create media kits like all that stuff and then I started documenting on TikTok how I was trying to grow a social media platform and I don't think I'm definitely not like the first person who ever did that but it wasn't as common I think to do that so I, there was a lot of people who were like oh I've never seen someone who had like no like social media platform at all like really try and do it from scratch like that's kind of interesting and then because my content on TikTok was like so hyper focused as my content on Instagram it carried over really well from like TikTok followers to Instagram followers because the TikTok content was literally about about Instagram, about Instagram so it yeah. really helped to grow on both platforms that and that's how I kind of like was able to like get past that initial like 10k on Instagram like initial little like hump of TikTok and then after that I just started posting like more casual content whatever then I started posting more cooking content and then it's just kind of snowballed from that but 
And growing up, did you were you like the kind of person who was always like watching YouTubers and all yes. that? Yes, it was always like in the back of my head, like oh, like I wish I could do that, but I never actually was going to. I remember for like my birthday in I don't know, I was in probably like grade seven or something. I like asked for Christmas like those Canon Rebel like T five I like those cameras. That, yeah, I asked for that, and I remember I was working at American Eagle at the time, and I like had like my super big in store discount. I was like my first video, I'm gonna do a YouTube channel. I'm gonna film like an American Eagle haul, and I remember I filmed it, and it's like so cringy. I'm like my little braces and stuff. Never edited it, never did anything, but I like full on went to film, and I was like, it's not sponsored, guys. And I'm literally just like this grade seven who's never done anything. Um, but it was never like something I actually thought I was gonna do, and especially as I got older, like university and stuff, it like it really. I don't know. It was kind of like a random thing that I decided to try to do. Like I never actually thought I would try to do it. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And I think it was such a good time to like get onto social media, mm -hmm. like the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was spending so much time yeah. online. And like you said, it's like getting over that hump, but that's really cool. And I definitely relate to the uh, vlog camera when you were like 12 yeah. because <laughs> I did the same thing. I make like music videos for YouTube. And then I deleted the account and I'm so sad about it. Oh, I can't you wish you could again. go back. I wish I could. I know. I feel like I have so many embarrassing things from when I was young that I wish I could look back on. Like when I was in grade five, I was like really like hardcore Justin Bieber fan. Mm -hmm. And my mom like is very crafty. So she's like, let's like make a scrapbook. So I made like a Justin Bieber, like honestly beautiful, like scrapbook. Mm -hmm. And it was like, when I was 10, Justin Bieber was my first love. And I had like themed pages around all his songs and like little stamps and stuff. And I, we literally can't find it anywhere. I think I was probably like embarrassed when it was like one year after that phase. And I probably like threw it in the garbage yeah, and no like, one was looking. Yeah, and now I'm like, that's cute. I know. <laughs> okay. And on the other side of things, we'll get back to everything Instagram in a little bit, but you mentioned you're technically a pharmacy student, pharmacy student on leave, on break in the background. Yes. Um, tell me about that. So you mentioned like when you were in undergrad or high school, you didn't really think that you were going to kind of grow up to be a content creator, I guess maybe in the fashion world. So what made you want to pursue a degree in pharmacy and also what made you decide to take a leave and do content creation full time? Yeah, I've always been like really studious, like a super academic person. Like I'm the kind, I'm literally like a library hermit, like all throughout school and all throughout high school. Like I'm the kind of person who literally just study all the time. And I love the sciences. My mom has like a master's in, what does she have a master's in microbiology? I don't know. My mom's very sciencey. So she always kind of like encouraged me to go down that path. I always loved it. I, then I really loved chemistry in high school. So then I ended up going to do biological pharmaceutical chem at the University of Guelph. And I just was really into like the chemistry side of it. And then I learned a bit more about like drug development and how like drugs are developed, literally saying the same thing while I was so articulate. Um, and then I always was like, oh, I want to do something in healthcare, but I was never too sure about med school. And I also didn't want to like touch people is my thing. I was like, I don't want to have that direct that touching thing. So I was like, drugs are interesting, like how that works and stuff. So then I started working at a pharmacy, just like as a pharmacy assistant, getting to chat with the pharmacist. And then you get to kind of see how you can like optimize patients treatments. Then you can also work in like hospital pharmacy. You can be like, let's say the pharmacist on like the oncology floor and in the emergency department and just kind of getting to tweak up everyone's like treatment plans and things like that just all sounded like super interesting to me. So then applied to pharmacy school, got into pharmacy school. And then right when I got into pharmacy school, like when I started 
attending was like kind of when social media really started picking up. It was like, okay, now I'm actually making money. Like before it was just like, you know, some like little super small contracts here, there, but then it was like actually picking up, demand was picking up. And I'm also the type of person, a lot of people I knew in school was like, okay, now I'm in school, like I can kind of chill. Like, yeah, of course I want to get good grades, but I'm not like putting that pressure on myself to get like mm -hmm. super high grades. My brain can't work like that. I'm like, if I'm doing this and I'm paying this much money for tuition, it's like, I need to do well. And I was like, and if I want to like get a good co-op position, because my pharmacy school had co-op too, I was like, then I need to get good grades for this. So it was just like spending so much time studying and so much time just trying to really understand the content and then doing social media on the side. It was like, I could balance, like I was able to balance it if I just had no free time for myself at all. But then I was like, I can't do both of these like as well as I want to do them. It's like, yeah, I can kind of half-ass them, but I can't do them as well as I want to. So then I was like talking about it and really thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I can defer for a year. It's an option I have. Like, I'm not in a rush. Like, it's totally fine. So I was like, you know what? We're going to defer for a year and see how it goes. Just kind of do this full time, really just take advantage of opportunities while I have them. And then, and then we'll reevaluate in September, 2023. I can imagine that was a difficult decision I feel oh my gosh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't even imagine actually well no I actually can because I feel like not necessarily like leaving school for like content creation full-time for me but I feel like most people in any sort of professional degree like it is stressful it is busy and like if you don't consider dropping out at least once like you're lying like everyone yeah. considers dropping out at least probably like once a month in medical mm -hmm. school um but like during the pandemic like 2021-ish, mm, I don't really remember. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm leaving. I hate everything here. And just like peak burnout just really yeah. makes you um, really just like cynical, I find, of like the institutions that you're in. So I was just like, everyone here is out to get me. Like, I know that's true. But I was like, no, I'm going to drop out. Mm -hmm. um, and I like went to talk to my career counselor about all of it and whatever. And obviously, eventually, I did not end up dropping out. I stayed. I'm in residency. I love it. I'm happy I did. But that decision was like so difficult. So I yeah. can imagine, especially if you're saying like you're definitely more of like a type A person. It's and, so like, out of like it's so out of character for me. When I started talking to my mom about it, she was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "You do you, whatever. Like makes sense." She's like, "I know you make the right decision, but like what? What? <laughs> like are you okay?" <laughs> like yeah, definitely. Because I can relate to that too. I was always like, "This is my plan. This yes, is what I'm gonna very do. much like." And I feel like as I got older, I like let go of that and like mm -hmm. become so much more type B with the years. But um, that's honestly so impressive that you're able to like take that leap of faith because it's I'm sure again really difficult to do and it's clearly been paying off so like yeah. how has it been since then it's been really good I'm the thing I think the reason why I'm able to do it sort of successfully and why it works for me is because I'm like a productivity junkie like if I'm not being productive like I'm not happy so like I have I'm really like good at like self-disciplining myself and like saying okay this week I want to film like this 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 and this get this 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 done and like so every day like I'm filling up my days like always doing stuff like if I was if I wasn't like as busy or making myself as busy then I think I would feel a lot worse about the decision because I'd be like okay what am I doing I have all this free time like I could be still going to school I could still be doing this so I think because I've been able to like fill my time well I feel really good about it and it's just I don't see anything like slowing down anytime soon there's so much that I want to do so feel very good about my decision I like didn't know if I would feel good but but I do so so yeah. we're happy we're happy but I mean I can relate to like a few parts of that for sure I think in terms of like like I, I always feel be like oh like how do you stay so busy and like residency mm -hmm. and medical school whatever and my honest answer is like I think if I was doing anything else yes. I would make myself as busy because it's just yeah. like who I am as a person mm -hmm. so like 
even when I'm like on vacation, I just like fill my days with social media stuff. Like I'm yeah. still gonna work 12 hours a day, whether or yeah, not it's no, like a residency or in social media. So everyone's working hard. Yeah, I just have to feel like I'm being productive. That's the only thing. Like even if it's not something that looks super productive to someone else, it's like I just have to be doing something that puts me like a little bit closer to like some kind of goal, like something that I have something to show for. Because it's like I just feel, and this is totally different. Like a lot of people like love, obviously, like I like relaxing and stuff like that. But if I don't get done what I feel like I have to get done, it's like I can't relax. Mm -hmm. Like I don't my body just won't my body in my head is just like hey no you should have done this you should have done this, this which is bad it's something i really need to work on like in my head it's just always like eh, do this do this do this do this but anyways we're, we're working on it but yeah <laughs> bottom line bottom line is i just like filling up my days with having a lot to do yeah it's gonna gonna be my next question is because again i am the same way and i feel like something i'm like it's it benefited me so much in like my career my life etc like mm -hmm. being very goal driven and um, I guess like a productivity junkie, like you put it, like mm. it made me successful for sure. And like the ways we kind of like traditionally define success and like career success yeah. or that social media, medical school, whatever. But I'm like, I, this can't like be, um, was looking for sustainable. Yeah, no. And I so. feel like I'm definitely like starting to like tone down a bit on that, which I think it's good. I was like, that's, yeah, it's literally not sustainable forever. You have to like kind of find a balance, but I think like in, like getting over those initial humps, like kind of getting your foot in the door, whether that be social media or career or something, you have to have those periods of just like yeah. straight grind, straight work, blah, 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 blah. And then after that, it's like, okay, now like reevaluate how you think and like actually like chill for a bit. And like you have the right to like calm down and like do stuff and like you enjoy that isn't necessarily like productive. So that's still something that I'm trying to figure out how to do and like Same. feeling okay with myself <laughs> when I have, like if I don't have a productive day, like not like beating myself up over it. Mm -hmm. I find that really difficult just because of, like I said we've been saying the whole time we're like yeah we're we're like this we yeah. all feel like we have to do stuff all the time but yeah it's definitely like something I feel like I'm getting better at but I have a lot like a lot more room to get better yeah I think like what's helped me the most has been like differentiating being productive and being busy because I think it's mm -hmm. okay to enjoy being busy but you can be busy and like fill your day like I'll schedule in like an activity that I want to do that's unproductive right. like watch a movie or paint or hang out with my friends and yeah. like I think keeping my day busy is something that I don't that's a really good way to phrase it yeah no that's a really good way to I'm not happy it. when I'm not busy like I'm really yeah. not but I'm also not happy when I'm like always working so it's mm -hmm. like being busy doing fun things yeah I think that's what I've been like trying to do but mm -hmm. it's obviously working it's actually like a really good point. I really like how you worded that there's a huge thing I talk about it with my mom sometimes but like especially in our generation just like having phones and stuff there's such a lack of boredom like mm -hmm. anytime you maybe aren't doing something and you aren't busy you're like scrolling on your phone and doing stuff and that's such like a way that we end up like not being creative and we're not like critically thinking and being you know like thinking of other stuff we can do like we need more boredom in our yeah. life like to schedule time where it's like just because we're not busy we could just be doing like busy work you know mm -hmm. like mindless kind of stuff but you're not like scrolling on your phone in a way that's like actively using your brain like you're doing yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense no, it but it really does <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I would always like sit on like the stairs of my house. I don't know why I remember it was like always on the stairs and I'd be like, mom, dad, I'm bored. I'm mm -hmm. bored. And they'd be like, good. Like I, enjoy, my mom. Yeah. My mom's the same. Be creative. Like find yeah. something to but do. But I did like, all right. I would yeah. start like, I'd make like YouTube videos or I would like exactly. learn how to skateboard or like, I would like actually just like find ways to fill my time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that goes back to what you're saying with like the pandemics is the same for me. Like I was suddenly so bored at home that yeah. I was like, 
I guess I'll start social guess media. We'll, guess we're all doing this. I guess I'll start, like, mine also started with, like, a lot of baking and cooking. I'm like, I guess I'll learn how to, like, bake vegan yeah. dessert. Like, what else am I going to do? Because I was yeah. bored for the first time after, like, so many years mm-hmm. of, like, productivity. Go, go, go. Be and, like, here, be here. Get yeah. into med school, do this, do that. So, yeah, I think it's, like, being bored, but, like, looking at it is a yeah, good, good thing. thing. And yeah. I even try and do that purposefully now. Like, if I – because I go – I don't live in Toronto. I, like, visit my boyfriend who lives here, so I have to take, like, hour-plus go train rides. I purposefully, like, won't bring headphones with me, mm-hmm. which I know is, like – people are like, what? Like, whenever I say the time, they're like, what? But I like to have that time, like, on a train or even here. Like, I walked here. It took me 40 minutes. I don't no wear headphones. Yeah, no, no headphones, and I just, like, think yeah. the whole time no, in my so head. Nice. Like, I try to force myself to, like, have time where my mind's just clear. I'm just walking – somewhere it's not like I can be like actively scrolling on my phone I'll run into someone I'll fall so I just like mm-hmm. so like an hour 40 minutes whatever and I just have to like just be with myself be with my thoughts no that's really nice I definitely don't do that I like <laughs> live in my like overhead headphones and they're noise yeah. canceling and I just like buzz my way through the yeah. city but I'll be honest really nice. a big reason is because I lost my airpods and I have no <laughs> idea where I put them and my wired headphones like make crinkly noises when I listen to it but is we're just fine? we're just gonna pretend it's intentional <laughs> Okay. Um, and kind of going back a little bit to what we were talking about, do you feel like there's any aspect of pharmacy school, like your year in it or even like your undergrad before, that um, you're applying to how you're doing social media or like that you think has benefited you in any way? Um, I honestly just think overall it's just like the work ethic that I've been mm-hmm. able to build. Like being in the program that I was in, especially in I would say my undergrad in like pharmacy school was really different as the, I only did one year of pharmacy school so far. So it's not like we got into like super, like the intense, like understanding of the drugs. It's kind of like a lot of foundational stuff. Like we did a lot of anatomy, physiology, just like some basic over the counter medication and stuff. So overall for pharmacy school, it was just volume. It was just, it wasn't like anything was conceptually challenging yet, as opposed to my undergrad, which was really chemistry focused, where it was just like my brain hurts from trying to understand all these concepts. But Pharmacy school, I feel like, was really good for, like, teaching me, like, how to deal with so much volume, so many moving parts, like, at all times. So I feel like in so many things, even if I end up, let's say, not doing pharmacy school or not using stuff that I learned in my undergrad directly, I feel like it kind of goes to, like, you know how, like, everyone in high school when they're, like, learning math, they're like, why are we learning this? Like, when am I ever going to have to do trigonometry again? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That's not the point. It's, like, so much of it is just teaching you critical thinking skills, how to, like, balance multiple things and how to think and really, like, I mean, yeah, just think critically. So I feel like that's always stuff that you're never going to forget, and that's always just going to be, like, skills that you learn how to do. And even if you're not directly using that knowledge, you're doing, using up the skills that you needed to gain that knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Um, I had um, Dr. Karen Anderson, who's like a physician and an author and like a million and like has like a clothing company. Now. She does like a million oh, things. So cool. And she doesn't really practice medicine anymore. I had her on the podcast like last year. Uh, I was just looking to see which episode it was because I'll put it in the description later. But something that she mentioned that I think really stuck with me because I had asked her, I was like, you went through medical school and residency and now you're not like practicing medicine anymore. You're just mm-hmm. doing like writing and all these other things around it. Like, do you regret that? Do you feel like there's any part of like medicine that you use kind of in your career now, either way? And she said how like going to school is just like learning a way of thinking. And I think like different programs have like different ways of thinking. So like Mm -hmm. the way I'm sure pharmacy and medicine are probably pretty similar, um, but that versus like law school versus Mm -hmm. getting like a sociology degree, whatever it might be. It just teaches you like a way of dealing with problems and thinking. And I find that I use that even for like completely yeah. non-medical related things in my life. And then of course the workout that comes along with it as yeah. well. And I sure. think that's such a kind of an issue with 
like not to get into the education system as a whole, but like my mom um, is a high school teacher and she's like always talking about how really it feels like so much of the education system is like going down a bad path because there's such an emphasis and so many things on memorization, mm -hmm. especially like, I don't know what you did for undergrad, probably something bio-ish yeah. based, but bio biology isn't necessarily like memorizing all the stuff. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much more understanding and making connections and things. And there's so much of like how things are being taught now is just kind of going away from actually critically thinking and making those connections totally. in your brain and now it's literally just like memorize 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 and so my mom like whenever she like will tell me about when she's teaching and she's like they don't think like no one's thinking anymore and it's like they're always everyone's just always on their phones they just want to know okay what do i have to memorize to regurgitate on a piece of paper and get the right answer and it's like that's not teaching any skills like yeah. that's not your first of all you're not going to retain that information in your head that's all going to be out of your head as soon as you're done sure. the exam but also you're not learning all those other skills we just talked about like how to like critic you know i'm literally just like word vomiting the exact same stuff no, over and over but it's literally just learning how to think yeah. better no I, which is I so valuable completely agree i think like i always compare like my experience in medical school to my undergrad so yeah, i did my undergrad like first year was in general science and then i switched into neuroscience for like my second okay. and third year um, but my first year was so hard, but not because it was hard, but because it was like so much memorization. Literally, it, that's what volume. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, I guess that's great to learn how to balance multiple things, but there's not, I don't know, I don't see necessarily that much value in no, just shoving not. all that stuff in your brain because you're not going to be able to memorize. Like, like you're not going to be able to, it's not, you're not going to retain any of it. Like, give me something that's conceptually harder to understand of course you do need the foundationals in order to get yeah. to those conceptually hard concepts but that's actually why i loved chemistry so much like i love doing organic chemistry because it just felt like a puzzle it's like you had to understand mm -hmm. all these reactions and really that's why also a lot of people who i've talked to like hate chemistry because they try to memorize a lot of it you mm -hmm. try to like memorize the reactions but it's like once you really like understand it then it like makes sense, which is why I love it. I miss doing chemistry, but. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. I remember like when I did organic chemistry, I just did the one like necessary mm -hmm. course I had to take in undergrad, but everyone's like, oh, it's gonna be awful. Like it's the worst course in second year. Like mm -hmm. everyone fails, like good luck, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I always liked chemistry until then. So it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll just do our best, yeah. whatever. But I really liked it. And everyone's like, what do you mean you like it? I'm not like, I love it. <laughs> like that kind of annoying girl. Yeah. But it was the same thing because it was just like, if I knew the rules, I could solve the problem yeah. versus like on a perhaps like biology or psychology exam. If I like didn't read the chapter, like I can't like yes. figure yeah. it out using exactly. my knowledge. It's just like, did I memorize it or not? Yeah. Um, so I totally feel that for sure. Yeah. And that was something I kind of had trouble with going into pharmacy school because at least in like first year, like I'm not like obviously there was like critical thinking, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of it, especially in like our anatomy phys class, it was just so much volume. And I was like, my brain doesn't want to do this. My like, I just don't want to shove all this. It, it can't fit. I'm like, there's not enough room in my brain to fit everything in. But yeah, no, that's yeah. interesting for sure, because I feel like what I really liked about my transition to medical school and I think every school is different. Mm -hmm. But my school basically does three years instead of four, yeah. and we kind of skip over. We don't re-go over biochemistry or pharmacokinetics yeah. or all of that, and it's all discussion-based. So it's like, mm. read about the problem. There's no textbook. There's no lecture. Like, find your own resources. Learn about it. Come in, and we'll discuss it and talk about it in person. So it went right into more so, like, the upper level of, like, mm. not just memorizing, like, putting it together. And Was our, your first year before – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But was your first year before yeah. pandemic and then the other two were – Yeah, so yeah, it was in okay. person too, which was obviously really nice for yeah. that. Um, and we had like some multiple choice exams, but those were the ones that didn't matter. The ones mm. that mattered were all like short answer and yeah. thinking. 
and I don't think all medical schools are like this, but like for me, it was really great because I'm the same way. I hate memorizing. And it, that's I feel like what burned me out so much more in undergrad rather than like feeling like I was putting my information together and like mm -hmm. actually using my brain mm -hmm. rather than just like regurgitating. But I feel like we can talk about this forever. Yeah, I know. We literally already have been. <laughs> I know. So kind of overarching theme to all of this, and I think something that I've spoken about on my podcast before and something that's kind of always on my mind is kind of changing your identity in your 20s because like we've kind of touched on, I feel like we get at least if you're a certain kind of person, like super stringent into the labels, we kind of give ourselves like, oh, I'm a either like I'm a medical student or just more of arching, like I'm a like school oriented person. Mm -hmm. I'm this, I'm that. And I think changing that can be really hard. Yes. And like kind of feel like you're reinventing yourself in your twenties, mm -hmm. which I feel like more people should be doing. So like what's your take on that in terms of like identity and your twenties and how has that process been like was it seamless or is there like a little bit of like existentialism with that oh yeah like <laughs> i still don't really know i don't know i don't know who i am i don't know what i'm doing i just i know i think i'm trying to i feel like ever since i was like young kind of i've always like really been I mean, I've probably come off like a little intense on this podcast already, like me saying like, oh, I'm type A, I'm a productivity junkie, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like I've been like that for so long and I'm just now trying to understand how to be like just a bit nicer to myself. And that's something that I've like, I'm not, I feel like I'm very, I always used to describe myself in high school as like, I'm a rock. Like I don't really have emotions. Like I was always just kind of like this, 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 and this. And now I'm really trying to like step back from that and just kind of be like nicer to myself and nicer to people around like obviously i'm nice to people around me but you know what i mean just be more patient with things and more patient with people and just like not to have so much of my core identity around like work ethic and trying to like always be doing things so mm -hmm. i think i'm overall just trying to like tell myself like it's okay to like not be that way i don't know like i'm just yeah. And I think I have, I've gotten to a bad habit of like having sometimes like lower, like not being like super patient and just like kind of being like snappy if I'm in the middle of working things. Wow, I'm literally making myself sound like a bad no, person right I, now. I'm literally about <laughs> but, to say, like I relate to like literally Yeah, and so I'm really just trying to like, I don't know, just like kind of like just overall like tone myself down a little bit and just like, I don't know. I just feel like I want to be like, I'm trying to be careful with my words because I don't want to make myself sound like a bad person. Like, I know I'm not a bad no, but person, but like, I just am not. To this, yeah, sure. I just feel like I can be a bit harsh sometimes on myself. And like, sometimes that can be like stressful for others to be around. Like, mm -hmm. I know I'm, I'm just assuming these things too and stuff, but I just overall just want to be, I don't know, more like love light, like a <laughs> nice lighthearted person because I think I can be like a bit intense sometimes. Yeah, no, again, like, I, I know what you mean by like it sounds harsh and I always sometimes feel like when I say things to, like about myself I'm like not even on the podcast just like like, mm -hmm. I'm like oh wow like I really pay myself out to be like kind of like a shitty person yeah but I don't think it's what it is I think it's like everyone has things that they want to work on and like also mm -hmm. a lot of good qualities but the bad ones yeah. always feel like more salient and again I think for a lot of people listening to this podcast I know a lot of people whether they're like in students or in medicine or just like overall like productivity wellness mm -hmm. girlies like I think a lot of us are like that um, and I think like the most classic example for me is like when I was younger, my mom was always super into like spirituality mm -hmm. and manifesting. Like she was making vision boards way before it was cool. And I was like, mom, this is stupid. Like, yeah, no, that was literally me when I was so younger. Dumb. Like this is yeah. not logical. I was always like hyper logical. Yes. Um, yes. Very like, and I think gender 
gender is like a whole mm-hmm. other discussion but like the classic thing now is like you're masculine and you're feminine mm-hmm. like I think I was like very much masculine. I agree like, with, yeah I also life. feel that even now yeah and I think like as I get older I'm getting more in touch with like my feminine side again we can mm-hmm. talk about gender norms later that's a whole <laughs> different story but like I remember even when I was in high school and like boys would like be mean to me I like didn't care I'm like oh no it's fine I'd be like yeah I'm the chill girl like I don't yeah. care you can do whatever like I have no feelings and I'm like oh my god no I have so many feelings I yeah. just like keep them all yeah no that's here. literally me I actually like <laughs> not so much as much recently but I've always been not scared of confrontation at all like if something doesn't like I remember I'd literally even just do this in high school and people would like purposefully like elementary school people would like purposefully try to say stuff that would like trigger me because they knew I would like get they would get a reaction out of it I remember what happened in like my grade 12 philosophy class and we were talking about like gender norms and equality and blah 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 and it was like these group of guys and they're like oh we think guys have it like so much harder than girls you know just like saying crap that they knew was gonna like get a reaction on me and they 100% succeeded like I just <laughs> went <laughs> cracked the whip and, and then the right topic and oh yeah like, no and no god problem. it's bad it's bad and I oh my gosh no, but this is like a whole other th- no this things. and I you're being hard on yourself right now. I know, I know, but I'm just, but this is just like <laughs> reminding me of all things I've done in terms of confrontation. It's bad. I've done this with professors too, right. and I don't even realize I'm doing it. But um, there was like a few professors I've had, and it's just like some of the stuff they said just did not make sense. It was completely unclear. And like most people, I feel like people would be like, okay, well, can you rephrase that? Can you clarify that? Like, for example, in like tests and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like trying to explain the marking scheme or like why certain things are, and I'll be like, actually like that completely goes against like how you explained it earlier and it's like oh if I'm saying this this is how you taught us so is that not correct and I would literally just keep pressing and pressing and pressing and it actually happened I think I did a little bit at pharmacy school too and I do it without even realizing because I had my friends text me after I leave and they're like Isabel everyone in our class is saying we need Isabel back to like like say stuff to the like speak up for us to the professors no that's a good quality though yeah it's It's finding the balance it's like doing it like a more tone for sure always like being like yeah and respectful i i am which i I can't see you not being yeah but i think that's a quality that a lot of people who don't have really want yeah i feel like i don't know i I definitely like it about myself yeah Yeah. i teeter it depends i'm not i think with authority i tend to just like shut up (laughs) my bad thing is i will (laughs) confront authority but then it's like in my head I want to do it and I will do it but my body also has a visceral reaction where I start like shaking and I turn so red and I'm like oh it's yeah I have like issues with authority it's like I not issues but like I will always like go to like teachers and stuff and say stuff and then I like part of, like I start like almost crying and I'm like this is all like stop stop no, this is embarrassing that. like yeah, literally yeah, yeah. stop not even with authority like, even if I'm like fighting with like my parents I mean, yeah. I was younger like I'm not scared of them but I would be like debating with them and like yeah. I'd also like start kind of like no, yeah. stop. it's like no, stop. It's like stop like be strong be strong you can do this yeah, yeah. no I feel all of that yeah um but yeah I mean I guess like the overarching thing is just like recognizing as you get older like it's okay to, like oh yeah well, I totally forgot what we were talking are. about right no it's yes. so fine I am all over the place all the yeah no it's but good. what you were talking about with like manifesting and vision boarding I'm also like my mom was never like, I mean my mom was like a bit religious growing up but like not like overly and especially not too much now and she's not like a super I don't know I don't know but um yeah. she was always like super hyper logical too and I was always like that too and then like kind of in the pandemic I got put I don't know if everyone got put on this side of TikTok but I was very much on like manifesting oh, yeah. TikTok like hardcore and that's when it's hard because I call I call it my woo-woo shit like I still like it's like I kind of believe it I don't really believe it yeah, no, and I it's like that. yeah so I remember before I did this was even before I started even trying on social media but I started like 
manifesting a little bit like doing social media like I was like oh like I'll have 10k followers oh I'm mm -hmm. gonna start to be invited to events I'm so happy living in Toronto and it's like I'm not saying it was the man but I'm like it's yeah. everything I have ever like financial goals or like numbers goals or like event goals people working with like everything I have manifested has worked out yeah. and it's not that the way I think about it is I'm like I don't think it's like you write something out you're putting it into the world and that's going to come back to you I'm like if you're saying something to yourself every single day every single morning it's in the back of your head always so you're going to start looking out for those opportunities that are going to allow you to reach those goals it's not like it's just I mean, I don't believe personally that it's like the universe just handing that to you and that's just going to all fall into place. It's more so you're literally just thinking about you're putting this in the back of your head all the time. You're telling yourself it's going to happen. So naturally, you're going to start looking for things and doing things that are going to help play those things out. Yeah, no, for sure. That's exactly how I see it. I have like a whole episode. I like ranted about that because I like yeah. love manifestation. I always talk about it. But again, I'm like a very logical person. Yeah. And for so long, going back to like identity, I feel like those two things like conflicted, like during the pandemic, I got super into not just like manifestation, but I read like the power of now mm -hmm. and like I'm um, getting into meditation and mm -hmm. like self-care and all these things. And I'm like, how do I make it add up? Because like, yeah. I'm reading like all about energy and attracting and law of attraction, but I also know about science and I know that yeah. like, that doesn't work, but like, how do I bring those two together? And I think it's everything you said, but I think the other part of it too is like a level of confidence almost. And I always mm -hmm. talk to my boyfriend about this when you talk about like career goals, but I'm like, it's if you go into an interview being like i'm gonna get the job mm -hmm. i know i'm gonna get the job like i'm so perfect for the position i'm qualified they're gonna yeah. love me i have a great personality etc mm -hmm. you go in with a level of confidence 100%. and like i you exude that and people want to help quote unquote or like want to do good things or want to hire people who are like confident happy attractive attractive like personality wise yeah people but if you go into something and you don't tell yourself i deserve this job you go in and you come in more with a sense of like desperation. Like I really want this job, not mm -hmm. I deserve this job. Right. Like, oh, this job would be great. Like I would love to work for you guys versus like, I think you would love to work with me. Mm -hmm. And it's not about like being arrogant, but I think manifestation gives you like that level of self assurance and confidence. Um, so it actually, manifestation is a very logical thing, which I feel yeah. like is what draws people away from it. But I think it's like super logical mm -hmm. and like almost like, um, goal-oriented but yeah. anyways I know it's just like when that. you look at it like surface level it's like oh like I write in this little diary and everything I mm. want comes true like no okay we we know that's not how it works like I mean yeah. I mean maybe not I mean who knows who knows, knows? we don't yeah. know anything that's the bottom line yeah and I mean that, that was my whole issue with the whole lucky girl syndrome I that, yeah. like, went around and I like post about this on social media too because I was like I love manifestation, but it's never been about luck. Like it's, it's not. Yeah, it's, I don't know how I feel about lucky like girls. I, and, eh, I, I think it was well intended. Like, I, yeah, I don't think it was malicious. And like, I think the people not only like started it or whoever made those sounds, but also people following it. Like, it's not, it's not a bad thing inherently. Mm -hmm. But I think like the roots of it go down to like. Then you're telling yourself once you get to that goal, okay, now I got the job. I'm just lucky versus yeah. like, no, I got the job because I worked I, hard and true. deserve yeah, it. Yeah, so I think it's like not attributing manifestation to luck, but it's just like attributing it to like the, it's part of the hard work that you mm -hmm. do to get your goals. Yeah, I know that makes sense. I agree with that. Um, but kind of wrapping things up or like, not really, but <laughs> tying it all together a little bit because we went in a million different directions, but that's good. I feel like it's people like, yeah. like chatting on FaceTime with some friends. Um, what do you think the future has in store for you? Like, I know we don't know, and I know God. we're keeping things open, but like, 
manifest it? Like, what's your ideal? I uh, I don't know. If No matter what, go back to pharmacy school, don't go back to whatever happens with that. I definitely am going to want to continue doing social media for mm-hmm. a while. And I just really want, especially as I get older, I really just want to do more in the cooking space. I really love doing food and fashion, mm-hmm. but I know I just know that overall, like what I am more interested in, like what I'm better at is like more cooking, aesthetics, homeware, hosting, like all of that kind of vibe. It's like the way I like, I don't know, I want to do something in that space. I always have like, I remember when I was a kid and my mom had, um, she was always say like, oh, like if I won the lottery, I would open this store called Surenurage, which means like on a cloud and it would be all white dishes, white, like just white everything. Cause my mom loves like, like white decorations and stuff like yeah. that, like white homeware stuff. And so I've always kind of had it in the back of my head, but like, oh, maybe if I can like take this like enough years, I can like kind of either collaborate with my mom or something and help her dream and like my dream kind of come to fruition and do something like, like some kind of homeware stuff. So, I don't know. I would love to be able to do something like that. That's obviously kind of a longer down the road type plan. But I also always think that if I was ever to be able to start something, I really want affordability to be like such mm-hmm. a like core aspect of it because I get so frustrated because I think you probably relate to this too, but we're so lucky that we get transparently like gifted a lot of stuff we get sent so many things you see influencers online and you're looking like oh i wish i had a closet like that blah 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 i wish i was able to have nice stuff like that i can't have nice stuff like that that. these it's crazy to me how much brands will just be willing to send stuff and also makes you just aware it's like they can send me this stuff for free how much are they marking up everything and i just i also get so frustrated because there's so much stuff these days that's just it's priced so expensive but the quality is never there like things are not made to last anymore i don't care if you're buying a 50 dollars shirt or a 250 dollars shirt like quality is not there like anymore so i'm just like i don't i want to be able to have to make something in like a homework kind of space that it's like people can actually afford and like have nice things you don't need to have I'm like such a big, pro- I'm honestly such a cheap person. I'm such a big proponent on you don't need money to have, I mean, okay, I don't want to say that. Obviously you need money to have nice things. And that's a huge privilege and things like that. But there are so many ways to have nice things for not too expensive. Like if anyone ever wants cute dishes, I'm like, hit up the dollar store, hit up Dollarama. Like Dollarama's got such nice I like white dishes. Oh my God. I got last Yeah. I know I across the street. Yeah, no, I love Dollar M. But anyways, I just want to do something where affordability is really like yeah. a mainstay to it because I know growing up I would see all these people on social media and they would be promoting the stuff. I was like, I can never afford that. Like I can yeah. never do that. So I don't know. I definitely wanna weave something in with like having aesthetic things, having nice stuff, but and then still making it affordable. And obviously that's gonna be easier said than done because I'm sure there's manufacturing issues and blah 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 and margins and that things are actually so much more expensive to produce, whatever. But yeah. Anyways, I w- ideally, I would love to be able to do something like that. No, I love that. And I think this, like, I have, like, two, two thoughts in my head right now. I'm going to try to string them together and not forget <laughs> the other one while I talk. But I think the first one is, like, when I first started my social media, it was, like, very much in the wellness space. But for me, like, wellness never meant, like, crazy supplements or, mm-hmm. like, fancy, like, workout classes or, like, $200, like, activewear sets because that was just, like, not my reality I like came from a middle class family and I was a student and like paying for medical school. Like I did mm-hmm. not have the money to do that. But the wellness space is like so consumerized right now. I don't think that's the right word. I know, you know what you mean. mean. We know what you like, mean. They know what you mean. They're just trying to sell yeah. things. Everything is so marked up and it just like didn't align with my values to be like promoting yeah. these like 
crazy expensive juices that like you really mm-hmm. can just like eat a vegetable yeah like, you're not any healthier i know that's why i tried to do my little i don't juice. know if you saw it i had a few videos and i was like trying to make juice without a juice and i was like straining <laughs> I, I puree like through it. a cloth and i was like squeezing it out and i was like we're making it work um Sorry, but okay. no, for sure. And then I think because of that, I like transitioned a bit away from the wellness space. And I think wellness will always be like something I talk about a lot on my platform, something I'm very mm-hmm. passionate about, but it doesn't have to be like expensive. Like it's really just mm-hmm. like more of a lifestyle focused thing. And then this leads me to like the other thing that I was thinking about, which again, it, it's all ties together, but it goes back to this idea of identity and like social identity. Cause mm-hmm. um, you started off doing fashion content and then now you're still doing fashion for yeah. sure, but like transitioning more to like, lifestyle and cooking and all of that which has been like really fun to see and i'm obsessed with all your recipes i haven't tried any of them <laughs> that's so okay I have time but if you ever want to make me one like, yeah I'll, honestly down. i'll make you a loaf of bread. um but i feel like i had like the opposite transition where i started a lot in like the food space and mm-hmm. then i transitioned away from it just because like it didn't feel authentic to me anymore but i think that could be also a hard like identity transition and like your niche on social media and like i wonder if you have any thoughts on that before we wrap everything up mm-hmm. I know I think the overall thing with social media is and I like it sounds cliche literally everyone you say is gonna say that but it really is just like be yourself and do stuff you want like when I did straight up fashion content like yeah it like did okay but like nothing close to like what my cooking stuff does mm-hmm. which is what I really love doing like obviously I love fashion too but that's what and like even like you see so much on social media like aesthetics and blah 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 and we 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 all know like social media is like kind of moving away from that but like especially on like my Instagram stories like I've started posting more like how chaotic I am in the kitchen and that literally everything I do makes a complete mess and like I get so many more DMs (laughs) and like so much more engagement now and be like hey like we love seeing like this aspect like you actually seem like a real person now so I know it's cliche it is but things are cliche for a reason like you really just do what you act how you actually are in real life on social media because if not it's not attainable and if not you're just literally like everyone else and nobody nobody wants to follow someone who's literally like every single other person so for sure and I think like for so long everyone's like find your niche find your niche find your niche and I like never had a niche Mm -hmm. because I like started off doing like kind of medicine and then wellness and then cooking and now like fashion and lifestyle at home and like literally never comes out yeah I feel like people just want to follow people People now yeah Yeah. I think there's so many people at niches there's so many cooking Instagrammers there's so many fashion Mm -hmm. Instagrammers or creators however you want to put it but there's less people who are kind of doing both and showing Mm -hmm. like a whole human being because yeah. you're not just what you put yourself out on the internet and i mean if i niche down could i maybe grow faster like maybe but do people like know who i am exactly and then that's not necessarily going to even convert them like yeah it's like community versus followers yeah. like what's more important mm-hmm. for sure for sure yeah um so we've been rambling for hours so Love that i'm us. gonna <laughs> i'll tee us up and then we can close the mic okay. and keep talking but before we end the podcast episode any advice you want to give to someone listening who's maybe dealing with like a difficult fork in their eye right now, don't know where they want to take their career or their identity in their 20s, what would you tell them? Honestly, I think the biggest thing with literally everything is just Nike, just do it. Just do it, like st- you, no matter, even if it, it doesn't have to be a huge step, but you need to do uh, like that, whatever day it is, take a little chip, just a little chip off. You need to do, it doesn't have to be like a big something, just something to achieve towards your goal. Cause if you don't like one little step and then you're gonna be like, okay, like I did that yesterday. Now next day, do another little thing. And then eventually you'll take like some bigger step that's gonna help you achieve whatever you're gonna achieve or get wherever you wanna go to. But just stop putting it off and just start now. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but just whatever you wanna do, just start, stop delaying, stop overthinking. You can overthink and try and have a perfect plan. God knows I've tried to do that, but nothing's ever going to get accomplished if you don't actually do it. So no, I totally agree. I think that's like 
one of the most important factors I found for like actually achieving things in my life has just been like stepping away from perfectionism because mm-hmm. no one else notices the details but you no. just like doing it just like post yeah, video just do it just like it's not that deep school. also that's the other thing in life it's nothing's that deep, that deep. nothing's you that can deep change your mind you yeah. can change your mind and become literally a whole new person tomorrow if you yeah. want to be um because you're only living this life for you yeah I love it period period where can people find you I didn't think about that for a second. I was like, who am I? Um, Isabel Hikens on Instagram, TikTok. Oh, and YouTube now. Oh, yes. We're starting a YouTube journey. Um, rough ride, but we're going to we'll, – we'll get into the YouTube space Technology eventually. Um, I'm not going to bother spelling out my name out loud. You can – I'll type it. You, yeah, you'll type it somewhere. Okay. It'll be somewhere. Same name, all platforms. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you this for inviting me. a pleasure. All right, guys, me again. No, I'm here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you loved today's episode. If you did, leave a rating, a review on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Follow me on Instagram or follow the podcast Instagram. Everything is linked in the show notes. And I'll see you at the next episode. Bye.